Hilchas Yisuri Bia Perak Tesvav. In the big book, we're on page. In that book, we're on page one eighty-two. Uh, over here, we're on page four sixty-eight. Four sixty-eight. Oh, the bookmarks are over here. Okay. Page one eighty-two. One eighty-two. Hilchas Yisuri Bia Perak Tesvav. We'll do as much as we can till Meir. Then Meir, after Meir, will finish the rest. Amir Hashem. I'm going to record the whole thing. If you can't finish the entire thing, you can, I'll post it on the, on the show WhatsApp chat. You have to finish. You have to discuss. When the Torah says the expression mamzer, what does that mean? It does not mean the guy you lent money to doesn't want to pay you back. That's a borrowed expression. What does the Torah mean when it says mamzer? Someone has relations with an erva, a prohibition of chorus. Uh, and the child born from that, from that union is a mamzer. The one Isra where there's an Isra chorus, but the child's not a mamzer, is a nida. A child from such a union is considered blemished, so to speak. It's like a, a stain. There's not a lot of ramifications of that. It's just considered a social stain, or a spiritual stain, rather. And he's not a mamzer, however. Someone has relations with, with any different arayas. Whether it was intentional or forced. Whether it was deliberate or it was accidental. Havlad mamzer, the child is a mamzer, regardless of the cause of the union. So they could have been that, for example, there was a get and she got remarried. Then they found out one of the Aiden really wasn't Jewish or something, or something like that. Or the get was possible because the way it was written, it wasn't, wasn't kosher. Any of those causes makes a child a mamzer. Both males and females, they're also to marry into the collective Jewish people forever. It says, even the 10th generation. means forever. It doesn't mean the 10th generation. Is a problem. However, the eleventh is permitted. That's not the case. For all eternity, the mamzer's descendants are mamzerim, and that never goes away. It's not, it's not his fault. That's right. It's not his fault. I don't make the rules, man. I just follow them. Base. This is regardless of the, that the child is a mamzer. It's irrelevant if which parent is a mamzer. If it's a, a, a male, now again, he's not allowed, allowed to marry a regular Jewish person. But if he does, now who can he marry? Who can a mamzer marry? We'll see you soon. But if a mamzer marries or has relations for whatever reason with a female Jewish woman or a Jewish man has relations with a female mamzeres, can he be a fellow Jew? Can he be with a child to be a mamzer? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see you soon. Uh, Sorry. So whether the, if, if one if, if a male or a female mamzer has uh, marries and has relations with a Jewish person, once his relations after marriage after 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 kedushin, like in their chayiv malchus, there's a isa, there's a love to for a mamzer to marry to the Jewish people. If the mamzer does marry into the Jewish people and they have relations, that's a love. There's malchus involved, chayiv malchus. Kiddush leibal. If he gives her kedushin, he gives her only, only, only for the mamzer or for both parties. No, the chayiv for both. The man and the woman. I believe so, yeah. What if she doesn't know? Well, no, any Avera that you don't know, any time there's Malchus, it means that there's a warning, and you disregard the warning, and you, and you do the Avera. It's apparent. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a given. Right? That's Bechal. Okay, so we're not in Halach Lamaisa. This is the Rambam. The Rambam does over four. We'll talk about that at a different time. Kiddush lay a ball if that... Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Right, kiddush leibal. If there's kiddush, he gives a kiddush, but there's no relation. He's a kaddush, he gives her a ring. Any loike is not chayav malchus. Balavli kiddush. Conversely, if there is relations, but he's not a kaddusher. Any loike mishum mamzeres. There's no malchus of mamzeres. There is malchus, probably presumably according to Rambam, for the other prohibition of 
promiscuity, a person who has relations with a, with a, with a Jewish person just out of uh, a promiscuity, no marriage, that is an iser, that's an isderais of, um, of, uh, of the Zayna. That but the Malchus is only if there's first consecration, condition. He gives her a ring, for example, and then afterwards his relations. The, the, all the Latham of the Torah, all the prohibited relations, there's no case where you have Malchus for just having relations without actual marriage. The only exception is a Kayin Gadol has relations with Alma Kameshi's bar. So the forbidden, he's not allowed to, in other words, a, a Jewish person who has relations with a non-Jewish single girl, so that's Malchus, but that's not a prohibited relationship per se. The action is prohibited. In terms of the, someone who, you, or someone who you, may, you may not marry, and if you have relations with them, without marrying them, you're high of Malchus, despite the fact there's no marriage, the only case that applies is a king uh, who marries a widow. Uh, so if he has relations with the widow without marrying her, he's also Chayav Malkus. So that's the exception. Any other case, is only Chayav Malkus if you marry and then have relations as well. As we'll say in, in the, the laws that, that's discussed. Someone who divorces a woman. She marries someone else. And that marriage dissolves because he dies or divorces her. And he remarries her. And that's not allowed. Havlad Kasher, the child from that second or third marriage, rather. It's not allowed inside the... the, the it's a love. One, one of the... No, it's a derisa. Well, to, 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 it's to remarry your, your divorcee after she has a marriage to somebody else in between. Else. That's a machsu gushasa. That's Israel. Absolutely. Nevertheless, the Vlad Kasher, the child is permitted. Sure, in Erva, because that prohibition is not a chiv kara. It's not called an Erva, it's just a regular love. If a non-Jewish man has relations with a Jewish woman, or a slave in Ebed Kanani has relations with a Jewish woman, Havlad Kasher, the child is Kasher. He's, uh, his father's not Jewish, but he's a regular Jew. If she's unmarried, or even if she's a married woman. Whether she was forced or she was intentional. Even if she's a married woman, and if the man was a Jewish person, the child's a mamzer. If the father's a guy, according to the Rambam, the child's Kasher. If a guy has, or a slave. Kasher means he's a Jewish, exactly. And he's, and not, and he's not a mamzer, he's not, not tainted. Exactly, yeah. A, a guy or a slave who has relations with a female mamzer, how that mamzer, child of mamzer, and his mother. If a male mamzer has relations with a guyish woman, the child's a guy. The father's status is irrelevant. Therefore, because he's, he's, the father's status is irrelevant, because the mother's not Jewish, he's a regular guy. This guy, if he converts, he's a regular kosher ger. as any other ger. Let me finish Allah one second. If the, Jew, if the, uh, if the non-Jewish man has uh, relations with a slave, I'm sorry, if a, yeah, with a slave, the child is a evid. I mean, regardless whether the father is is, is Jewish or non-Jewish, actually, um, the child's Eved Kanani. Shirchayf is freed. Havad Kash is a regular freed slave. as any other freed slave. Therefore, he can marry a Jewish woman. He has the status of a convert. His biological parents, mom's status, is irrelevant because there's no connection since he was not born initially a Jew or a, a complete Jew because he was a slave or a guy. I'm sorry. The question was what? No, the, the term Eved means Eved Kanani. When you say Eved Ivri, it's Eved Ivri. Yeah. Dalit. Zeaklal, this is, I think I said Eved Kanani, right? Zeaklal, this is the principle. A child who, who, is, who comes from either his father's a slave 
or his father's a guy, or his mother is a slave woman, or his mother is a guy. He follows his mother's status. It's irrelevant what the father is. Therefore, if his mother is a guy, he's a guy. If his mother is a Jew, he's a Jew. His father is not relevant in terms of in terms of one of the parents being a, being a being a, uh, a, 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 a one of the parents being a guy or a slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever we say Evan, it means Evan Kanani. A shivra means a shivra Kanani. Right. If you say a, a Jewish slave woman, it's called an Amma Ivriya. That's a separate category. Evan Ivriya and Amma Ivriya are a regular Jew. They're just, they're, just, they're, just, they're, just, they're just employed status change. That's all. It's not, not relevant to their lineage. In Mashkich Allah, the father's status is not relevant. Feed based on this. So let's, let's clarify again. If the father's a Goyer in Evan and the mother's Jewish, child's Jewish. Irrelevant what the father is. If the mother is a goy or a slave, the child is a child is a slave, irrelevant what the father is. The Fidovers that based on the situation of they permitted a mamzer to marry a slave woman. Here. They allowed a mamzer to marry a slave woman for the purpose of freeing the children. Because he, this mamzer will marry the slave woman. His biological children are not considered his, but they are children biologically. And they are regular slaves. They are quasi-Jews. Or Shifra Kananis, if they're females. And then he can free them. They come out there for regular free converted Jews. Well, goes, that, but they undid their, their exactly. Status. In order not to uh, prevent this possibility, one second, in order not to prevent the possibility, let me just finish this. In order not to prevent this, they, they, um, they, didn't, they weren't gazer, the prohibition of uh, of having relations with a, a mamzer, being with a shivcha, in order he has a way of purifying his biological children. So the mamzer ha- acquires his female slave, he goes to Sudan, or somewhere in the world where slavery exists, he buys a shivcha kananis, he marries her, then the children are, are also belong to him monetarily, as his wife, the wife of quotations does. Uh, ask her don't try as well at home. <laughs> and, but the, the concept exists. I was taking notes. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying the concept exists. So, so, and then, and then the children, the children which are his, he frees them. Now they're regular converted kosher Jews. So, um, when he frees them, they become Jewish. They are free slaves. Right. A free this slave is, is a ger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A avid Kanani who's freed becomes a ger. His conversion. A conversion. His, his conversion process is complete. Um, good. In other words, in other words, essentially, the iser of a, of a, of a yid being with a shifcha is ultimately. Ultimately, we said again, a ismet rabbanon. Technically speaking, when I get halachic, halachic, okay, so a yid living with a non-Jewish woman, not as a married person, just as a one-time thing, is ismet rabbanon. I'm not Now, it's very severe. We described how it's the worst possible thing. Fine. With a, a maid servant, it's the same status. So the chamim didn't, and the chum forbade it, obviously. But Made when it comes exception. Oh, when it comes to a mamz of the shivcha, they didn't apply it. This this way has the way this trick of purifying the kids. Hey. Someone who is uh, Someone who is a half slave and half free So you have two business partners They own a Evet Kanani one, one of them frees him The other one does not Now he's half slave and half free So he has both statuses together She has relations with a married woman uh, that child, there's no no way out of that. Because he's half mamzer, because his mother was his his, um, his, his excuse me his his uh, so his mother's a married woman. She has relations with somebody 
who, if it was a guy or a slave, the child's kosher. If it is a Jewish man, he's a mamzer. But the father was both Jewish and an evid. So he is considered a, a, a partial mamzer and partially, partially uh, uh, kosher. He's a mamzer mitzad his father's Jewish status. He's kosher mitzad his father's non-Jewish status, or slave status, rather. Well, you have that concept that the half, half mamzeres. Over here. The same way you have the No, because once you say half mamzeres, he's full mamzeres. No. He's not half. The, the, the full mamzeres would be if his father was regular yid. Right, but the mere fact that, 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 that he's a child from a, from a half-half source, so you're, you're pinning on the child the fact that he, he, he's also part he's also mamzer. Oh, so therefore, he can't marry a slave woman because he's a kosher Jew, a part of him. If he ever has kids, they'll be in that status forever. The whole trick about marrying the slave woman, freeing the kids, that's not an option because he's a regular year. The heter to marry a shivcha, why the chum did not apply the, the, the situation as well? The chum become faster because it's not a common thing, whatever the reason may be. But upon him, he's, he's stuck. Now, if he marries a guy, <laughs> no, so weiter. Oh, no, so if he marries, right. If he marries a guy, then the children are... Yeah, but, but that's not allowed, though. Yeah, exactly. If in, in theory, right, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's not marriage. Right, no. right, right. Or if you, so not married a guy, but he's, yeah, he's with a guy. Good. But, but, the, kid, but the kids aren't mamzerim. He marries a guy, the kids are goyim. Goyim. Right? And if they convert, then... If a guy has relations with a Shifcha Kananis, who is a quasi-Jew, the child is like his mother, he's an Evet Kanani. The Evet should have a Shabal Shifcha Avet Kachamazolis. We said this already before, actually, in, in, uh, in the short form in Halacha Gimel, that Evet who, uh, Evet Kanani has relations with a regular non-Jewish woman. Where am I up to over here? Sorry. So again, uh, if a guy has relations with a slave woman, or if, Excuse me, I, I, sorry, back up a second. Back up a second, let me see. Mikvah, I'll, I'll see you in a second. Mikvah for what? One, one second. Let's start again. Halach A guy has relations with a shifcha who tells him the mikvah to become a quasi-Jew. The process, we said already, yesterday's parak, right? We said when you, when you make the slave into a slave, you take him out of the status of a guy, you make her into a shifcha kananis, she goes to the mikvah. So her is the Eved, this child is considered an Eved like his mother. Oh well, yeah, we said we said there's a concept of having a guy in, in, in their in their goyish status if you buy them with that tonight. And again, the evet kanani, who again he's not a guy because he tells the shame evet kanani, so he's a quasi Jew. He has relations with a non Jewish woman. In either case, the child is sorry. So in that case, sorry, because the mother is a regular guy, the child's a guy exactly. Thank you. If a guy has a relationship with a slave woman who is a guy because you bought her with the kavana and with the deal that you're not going to convert her, you're going to keep her in her gracious status. And she has to, of course, keep a, keep a chef mitzvahs. Or again, you bought a slave, male slave with the same condition who's going to stay in his gracious status. She bought with a gracious non Jewish woman. In either case, in either case, the, the child's not Jewish. But what's his status? In other words, what is he from this nation? Is he a Moliki? Is he a Kanani? Is he a Chivi? That goes after the father's, the father's status. So even if, yeah, because the mother is considered like a regular non Jewish woman, her employment status is the fact that she has, she, you own her. That's all. Therefore, when it comes to a guy in general, 
How do we know if this person is a father from Amalek and the mother is from, from Canaan? What is he? Amalek or Canaan? You go after the father by, 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 by the shavit, so to speak, like a better word, right? By the st- tribal status. Zion. Mamzer mutalisa begiris. Who can a mamzer marry? He can marry a convert. Mamzeres, a female mamzer can marry a, a ger. So it's interesting. Comes out a mamzer can marry a convert, if you, excuse me, a, a ger, a male ger, if he wants to marry a mamzer, he may. He can also marry a baskayan, by the way. So he can, <laughs> the both statuses. Uh, How did the children, children become mamzer? We said in the previous halacha, yeah, we said in halacha aleph. We said in halacha aleph, it's, it's looking back, looking at halacha aleph. And the children from both unions are mamzerim. If one of the parents mamzer, the child's mamzer. The child goes after whichever side is the less less uh, prestigious. Shemer it says the kal Hashem. Uh, they cannot get married to the congregation of Hashem, so to speak. Ukhalgadim, the congregation of converts, Enid Kari Kal Hashem, is not considered the Pasuk over here, Kal Hashem. Of course, Gerim are valid Yidin, of course, Chas Hashem say otherwise. The point is that the unique status of lineage that applies to Kal Hashem is not restricted to them, and therefore, uh, uh, the prohibition of a Mamzer marrying into Kal Hashem does not apply to Gerim. A, a Ger, excuse me, a Mamzer may not marry into Kal Hashem. He may marry a convert, or she may marry a convert. Ches. A female convert who, who marries a ger and they have a child. So he's a kosher Jew. His mother's a convert. His father's a convert. Even though he was conceived and born after their convert and he's a full-fledged regular Jew, he's not a ger. He's allowed to marry a, mam, a, 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 a mamzeres, a female mamzer, according to the Rambam. A fully Jewish man who was born to two gerers? According to the Rambam, yeah. And it's funny, the Rambam puts it in the status where the child's a male, he can marry a female mamzeres. Because he's still not Bakal Hashem. Oh, so we'll see in a second. So, but the the reverse, if she's a female, to marry a mamzer, the mamzer's Russian applies, it implies that it, that it only applies to a male child of this union, right? Marrying a female mamzeres. I'm not sure what that would be. It says but, that at the end. It says at the end. Okay. The same thing applies to his children. So as long as it's known, unless the, until the the the, uh, the, the, uh, the the reputation of being from converts is lost from him. At that stage in the game, that's when that generation becomes forbidden to marry mamzeres. So as long as the children of these their descendants, it's known. It's let's say public knowledge that they are descendants from their, their original ancestors were both converts, they're permitted to marry Mamzeres. So if somebody today can trace his lineage back to... No, it has to be, has, it has to be known. Uh, it has to be known. It has to be known. It has to be famous. It has to be known by others. It has, it has to be common knowledge. So it like says, this. this is the son of Bagbag and Hehe. So, well, if their wives were Gerim as well. Like today, this is the so great, 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 great if, of the, the family it's, If it's common knowledge, you know, what's the, how... how how common is it? Exactly. It's forgotten. In other words, it has to be, it has to be like that, that forgotten. I don't know if it means every single person on earth. Because if it's forgotten for everybody, the halachas not replies. You don't know, what, you don't know, you don't know that he's a ben Gerim. The question doesn't arise. Can he marry moms or not? So the chur has to be some, I'm not sure exactly what the benchmark is to determine. Forgotten. Forgotten. You know, I'm not sure exactly how you... How you or you will stress the family. Yeah, all right. Now again, if the parents are... possibility to test. The chayra. I mean, unless you, we don't know, it doesn't. There's no limit. It doesn't. It doesn't say how exactly to. My uncle you know. Mordechai told me not to tell you, but if you ask. <laughs> right, right, right. I could him. I could Whether it's a gayer or a freed slaves and gayer are the same thing. They're both considered converts. So again, if the ancestry is known that they come from a union of two gayerim, if it's known, whatever whatever known means, then they can marry mamzeres. Again, it sounds like it's talking about a male child marrying a female mamzer. The reverse is not the case for some reason. I don't know why. Um, 
Uh, so that so they so can this, marry Mamzeres. So, yes. so then, if you know, from, let's say from ten generations back, that it was two Gaidim, that your whole family tree comes from, even though you lost trace of the other generations that lead up to you. The yeah. mere fact that you yeah. know all the way back Once, then. Yeah, as long as it's a yichus, it's your dua. This the uh, the the, the McFarfeld family. They come from Gerim, whatever. So that so it's like and then they can marry Mamzeres if it's like a known thing. Test Gerish and also Vashes saw a Ger marries a Jewish woman. A Yisrael shus Gerus or a Jewish man marries a female convert. Havolad Yisrael the Chadav the child is Yisrael because one of his parents are a regular born Jew. For us Mamzeres he may not marry Mamzer. Yud Shloish Mamzer. There's three kinds of Mamzer. Mamzer. Mamzer Vade, a definite Mamzer. Mamzer Suffolk, a doubtful Mamzer. Or Mamzer, but they were safe. And a Mamzer, who's a Mamzer from the Rabban, the Chacham decreed his Mamzer status. Eizu Mamzer Vade, what is a definite Mamzer? Zeshabam, Menarev Vadoyes. This is somebody who has relations with a definite Erva. As we said, let's say, for example, a person has relations with their sister or mother or a married woman. That child is a Mamzer, no questions. Or Mamzer Suffolk, a doubtful Mamzer. Zeshabam, Suffolk, Erva. Someone has a relationship based on an Erva that's a doubt. For example, going Habal, Yishan, Shaskacha, Suffolk, Kedushin. A woman who has Kedushin, she's a married woman or she's betrothed but it's a doubtful state there are certain situations we're not sure if it's a kosher kedusha non-kosher is she married or not she was given a divorce from her husband but it's doubtful is it a kosher get or not kosher get it's a suffix status kids been anything like that so in that case she may be married she may be not therefore the child is maybe a mamzer maybe not there uh, with with the second husband for example, a woman who hears her husband off to fight in World War II and he died in the battlefield. She remarries. Turns out the husband shows up a year later in town. He's alive and well. And she's married to this other guy who she, of course, cannot be married to. Uh... Uh, or sorry, so her husband's alive. So then the husband shows up in town. Now the din is, we say that of course, she's really married to the first person. The second marriage is not legitimate. But public knowledge is she's married to the second person. So the Chum decreed that she's not allowed to go back to her first husband. Because it looks like she was divorced and remarried, and in between she married somebody else. That's not allowed. So she's also on the second husband, obviously, she's a married woman. But she's also on her first husband, on our side. It's not Marasayim. It's not all the Alexeris. And then her first. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Oops. The first husband now shows up, and they get remarried, so to speak. In other words, they reestablish their original marriage that never dissolved, and they have a child. That child is because the Chum forbade her from being with this first husband. So therefore, it, it, it looks like she had relations with a, with a foreign person while married to the second husband. The truth is, Matt Terry, she married to the first guy. This child, Matt Terry, is fine. The, the Chum forbade him as many moms, yeah. It's like he divorced her. Exactly. It's that, exactly. Right. And, and it's like, it's, it's as if the first husband divorced her and she married the second husband legitimately. The reverse is the truth. Okay. But, 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 but that child's a mamzer. Yudalif. If you have a female, a single girl in the community, and she suddenly is showing very pregnant, they say to her, "This child you have, you know, who's the guy? Who's the father?" If she says, "Ben Kasher, he's a kosher child, he's and had a relationship with a, with a Jewish person," she's believed a kosher Jewish person is his father. I'm not telling you who. Trust me, he's a kosher Jewish person. She's believed that Ben Kasher, the child's kosher. We don't say maybe he's a mamzer. We don't say that. We say that the, the father was presumably someone who's kosher as she claims. So the statistical probability? Uh, oh, so we'll see about exactly if, if it has to do with how many... Even though the majority of the city is, is psalm, no. Oh, wow. so even the majority is positive. We ask her and but, she can intelligently respond. She's not a four-year-old. She responds and says... That one of the one of the one of the minority people in the city who is a kosher yid is the father, then 
uh, obviously not a very big Yerusha Mayim. He had a relationship with her. She, but, doesn't want to, she doesn't want to give over the name. That's the problem. That's, that's right. That's uh-huh. right. You know, I mean, it could be he, she got him drunk. Whatever. The point is, is that is that he, she's saying the yichas of the child is legitimate. She's trusted. You'd base. What if he didn't have a chance to ask her until she died? Child was born, then she died in childbirth. She was a deaf mute. She was mute. She was a shaita. She couldn't, she couldn't answer the question legitimately. She says, the she says, the father is this guy, he's a mamzer. This person who's a nasin, that nation who Yeshua ben Nun was fooled by, and, you know, and they're considered, the Gavayim, exactly, the Gavayim, the Sinim, and that guy says, yeah, I'm the father, he's a Suffolk mamzer. So we say I, that he's, he's a Suffolk mamzer, one second, just like she maybe had relations with this guy who she said she did, maybe she had relations with somebody else. So therefore, if we can't ask her, we have to be worried the father's a mamzer. Maybe he's a mamzer, maybe he's not. And if she says he's this person, Chaim Yankel a mamzer, maybe he's the father, maybe he's not. Well, she's not so, Yerushimayim, we don't trust her. Or because of a bunch of other things. No, because the fact is that she made relations with a lot of people, right. But if he's a nikah shtuki, this is called a shtuki. Uh, someone who doesn't know, if you don't know the father, it's called a shtuki. If Shemakas Shtuki means he knows his mother. We know the mother. We don't know who the father is. He doesn't know who the father is. If he asks, who's my father? They say, shh. So that's why it's called the Shtuki. Quiet. So, so therefore, he has all the chumras of a mamzer and the chumras of a regular Jew. So a rape situation could fall very well under this. Yeah, situation. right, exactly. You give them, right, they, they, they drug her. And she and she wakes up pregnant. I don't know who the father is. So the same thing, yeah. You gimel. A child who's in fact you find him in the street, right? Uh, with a note, please take care of this. Or no, so that's not an example. You find a child in the street, no one knows who he is. But who anika asufi is called an asufi, which means gathered and collected from the marketplace, right? Uh, we don't know what's his status. We have no idea who this kid is, and therefore he is a selfik mamzer. Uh, genetic testing and halacha is a whole other conversation. We'll talk about that a different time. You doubt. Again, a single non-Jewish, uh, excuse me, a single Jewish girl, non-married, who is, has relations with somebody. Mama, she says, and of course we see that she's expecting, and she says, Ben Zed, Ben Plenu, he says, this child, the father is this guy, by name. If that guy's a kosher Jew, we believe in the child is kosher. But she's not believed to make him as his son, as a status in terms of requiring him to divide the Yerusha or anything else of that nature. But she is believed to say he's a kosher Jew if that person's kosher. So he's not responsible for child, for child care, I mean, whatever the situation. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. and we'll, uh, it seems to me that Ram says, where we take her words seriously on, on doubt. We make this child forbidden to marry that person's daughters, for example, and might be his sisters, because maybe she's telling the truth. The Moisia playing in Mamza, if that person is a Mamzer, ain't a menace to the by Mamzer Vadel Pio. We don't trust to the extent to make a child a definite Mamzer. As a Suffolk Mamzer, for example, he can't marry a Vadel Mamzer. Maybe he's not a Mamzer. So you have to put him in the status of, of doubt. He has both, both Chumras. Uh, Tezvav. Avl, however, if a father and a son, we have the assumption in town that they are a father and son. And he says one day, this child of mine is really a Mamzer. Nemo, in other words, he's saying that he fathered him, but he is, he's not saying he's not my child, he's saying he's, he's, uh, he's my son, but he's a mamzer. Nemo, he's believed. If, that, if his child already has children, he's not believed. The Torah only trusts a father to validate or determine his son's lineage. Shemrat says, he should acknowledge the, the firstborn son, the son of the wife he does not like, Meaning, he dashing over here that he should uh, identify him to others. The Torah trusts him regarding his son. So you believe to say your son is a mamzer or not, but your grandkids are not believed. And therefore, if he has kids already, his nemanis is no longer present. 
Tezayin. Okashem, Shemon Leimer, Benizah Bechor, just like he's believed to say, this, this, uh, this child of mine, he's the firstborn. Kachnem, he's believed to say, Benizah Mamzer, this child of mine is a Mamzer. Ay Ben Grusha, he's a child of a divorcee. He's a coin, for example. He says, this child of mine, He's he's the child of he's the union of he's a, he's a result of a again of Yilachar the case we didn't see the mother give birth if we know for sure that she's the mother and she's not a grusha that's that's not irrelevant over here the, the father's in town he has kids let's see he has a few wives or he had previous wives we don't know about he says this child of mine is from is, I'm a queen I married a divorcee this child's a cholom a ben or the child a woman who I give chalitza to she, she, so he's a cholom in the rabbanon. If his wife is pregnant, and he says, "Now only believe to say, this this uh, pregnancy, it's not mine." he's a mamzer. That can make it the child a mamzer So the father is believed to say and establish the status of his children. Someone who says about himself that he is a mamzer. He's believed insofar as forbidding himself to marry a regular Jewish woman. Even though he says he's a mamzer, we don't let him go marry a female mamzer unless we know for sure he's a mamzer. Because maybe he's saying I'm a mamzer because he wants to marry a mamzeres, and uh, and therefore he's he's lying. When he says he's a mamzer, it makes his children in the same status as him. But again, if he has grandkids, he's not believed to disqualify his grandchildren. He only disqualifies himself. In fact, it sounds like he cannot disqualify even his children. So he can only disqualify his kids when he has no grandkids. Once he has grandkids, his belief to disqualify his children falls away, apparently. The kids became legitimate. Why? Because by extension, he would therefore disqualify the children. The children, yeah. The, kid, the kids become legitimate if the grandkids are born? Yeah. No, in other words, because the Torah only gives him, the Torah says, he should recognize and acknowledge to himself and to others, this, determine the status of his children. But that's only relative to his children. Once his children have their own children, he no longer has that, that authority. Retroactively, or which one be No, the Torah, once he says he's, uh, that he's a mamzer, his kid's a mamzer, and then he becomes a mamzer, in 10 years later, his kid has kids, those kids yeah, are mamzer also. No, yeah, not. Yeah. They have the kids. That kids have to have been born. His grandchildren. Have yeah, to yeah, yeah. Born, right. Which means yeah. to say, even if it's true that his son is a mamza, we don't pay attention to that statement. That's the point. Well, we don't know the truth. If we knew the truth, no, we know. We know the father's not lying, but the grandchildren are already born. He's asking a Shiloh. What's if there was some verifiable clarification? No, no. Over here, the whole. Although over here, the only thing we have to go on is the father's word. That's the verb. Ah. That's the verb. Okay. That's the verb. Okay. Because if the father really has proof, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other story. Actually becomes the fact. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, gets determined by the father. Right, right, exactly. In other words, the, the status, not the status, the status. Yeah. Yeah. Arusha, she says, a woman who, remember, they have, you have two stages of marriage, Kedushin and the Suyin, betrothal and marriage, right? She was betrothed. Now she's waiting for the Chup. Today we do it together once, but back then it was, they waited a year. And she becomes pregnant while she's waiting to get married. Who's the father? Had yeah. the child is a mamzer because yeah, she has misa also. It's a, it's a, it's no, that's if it's in Manasra. One oh, day okay, she okay. starts showing who's the who's the father. Unless it's the husband, unless it's the Kumukadeshes, the man. Kids a mamzer. She's a married woman, right? Right. But also Basisrol, and that child is us is not allowed to marry a Jewish woman because he's presumed a mamzer. But for us, Bamazetas, he cannot. The right. child cannot marry mamzer either. Why? Because maybe she had relations with. Her actual husband. Now that's not allowed, but the child's not a mamzer, right? You can't have relationship with your husband until the, the chuppah. But she did before. Child's kosher. That's not considered a rias? No, not at all. Not at all. It's not a bundle. If we, it's not considered a rias, in other words, when she has a relationship with her actual husband to be. 
No. With our actual husband. No, yeah, sure not. However, if we investigate her and we say, and she says, the pregnancy is from my own husband, my, my betrothed. Now, many then she's believed. However, if the Oris is around still to contradict her, and he says, I never had a relationship with her, I behaved myself. She's not believed if he contradicts her, the child's a mamzer. So if he's not around to ask, or he died, for example, or he's overseas, no, he's overseas, it's obviously the child's mamzer. Um, he's not around, to, he, dies, he dies, so she's believed. But if he contradicts her, then he's not, she's not believed. The reason why he's believed to say, what are you talking about? It's not true, I never touched her. Because even if, he, even if we knew that he was his child, as far as we presumed, the chazaka, then he came, turned around, and he said, but he's a mamzer, he's child's mamzer, then when he's believed. So if he's believed regarding child status, if he's presumed to be his child, he's believed to say, I'm not the father. The woman is not considered, but even though he's saying, I never, I never had relations with her, she's saying, yes, you did. The child's from you. She's not the cheska zayna. In other words, a woman who had a forbidden relationship would make sure forbidden to a kind forever. That's not the case. She believed to say, I had relations with my, with my betrothed, and she's not a zayna. And therefore, if he dies, she wants, if, she marry, if she marries a kain, she doesn't have to get divorced. It sounds like in the round that the Chilas she should marry Karen anyways, but she's not a Zayna per se, which is why she's allowed to stay married to him if they do get married. Of other men who kosher and the child from this Karen are kosher, we don't say maybe the child's a Cholo, maybe the, the Kuna status is in doubt. That's not the case. She's believed on her end to say that I had relations with my betrothed and child's kosher. And he's believed to say, never happened, and therefore he's not paying the child support, like you said, right? Yudches. If people were gossiping about her you know, insistently, we had Rusa while she is in Kudeshes, Imarusa, and they're gossiping that she's fooling around with her own husband to be, her betrothed, and with some other people. Even though we can presume that her husband to be had relations with her while she's in her father's house, the child's still a suffering mamza. Why? Just like she was careless and had relations with her Arusa before the Chuppah, she also had relations with other people. And if the father is somebody else besides her Arusa, her betrothed, the child's a mamzer. But again, if she's, if she's investigated and she says, this child is from my betrothed, as you said in the previous Allah, the child's kosher, which she said, because she's believed to say that she was with the others. Uh, is stronger than just she said. Yudhika sounds like a process. Yeah, she was questioned, right. Very true. That's like Yudhika and Chikiris, like a So the idea is it has to be a formal questioning status. Like the seven questions, like going through the... I don't know exactly if it has to be what time it happened, where it happened. I'm not sure if that's the case. Tasha's, yeah. There's a Siata de Shemaya. So her word itself is suspect. Good, good, okay. It's a Ruchis Dikavart, I hear. Yutes. Eish is Eish, Shalhoyis A mad woman is pregnant. Vama, she says, Uber Zeh, Eim Bali. I tell you the secret. This child I'm expecting, not from my husband. Eim Amen, Asliv, Shalhoyis, she's not believed to pass the child. But Abed Mechas is kosher. The child is considered kosher. El Shalhoyim, Minu Teri, Allah, because who does the Teri believe to change the status or determine the status? The father and the father alone. Omar, um, the father says, Ainibri is not my son. Let's say the husband was overseas on a business trip for two years. And obviously, has in that case, Charles and Mamzer, because the father is obviously not the legitimate one. But if she says, What if the mad woman says, Yeah, my husband's overseas, this child is not his, and who's the father? Some guy. Have that the child's kosher. Because remember, a married woman who fathers a child through a guy, the child's not a Mamzer, according to the Rambam. Because the husband can contradict her. He's overseas. 
So she's believed to say the child is a mamzer, and excuse me, a the, fa- the child is the child is the father of a guy, and that means that uh, the child's kosher. How long can you suspect the possibility of this child being the father's son? Twelve months is the maximum. If he's been out of town for twelve months in a day, this is not his kid. The maximum possibility is twelve months. A mad woman that there's a, a rumor that she was being promiscuous under her husband. Everyone is gossiping about it. We don't suspect that her children are children are When she's married after chupa, majority of the relations are with the husband, and therefore she's obviously not the best person. But the, but the children are kosher. You can marry her, her children, her daughter. He asked me, she herself, if the husband, let's say, for example, dies, maybe she's Taka Zaina who had relations with other people, she's not allowed to, therefore she may not marry a Kain. However, if she was extremely promiscuous, you have to be worried. That's even, an interesting question. Yeah, the Gemara is somewhere in Saita. We're going to have it later on in the Saita, Daf Chav I think, apparently. So then, even for her children with Chayish, maybe she's really, really, you know, uh, promiscuous and her kids are uh, a, a, a status of Mamzerim. So we'll finish after Marim. Okay, Allah Chav Aleph, yeah? Chav Aleph. Din Teda, biblically. So, Suffolk Mamzer Mutlav Makal, a person who's a Suffolk Mamzer, because let's say, example, his father fathered him through a woman who was a Suffolk Megureshes, for example, Mutlav Makal, he may marry into the Jewish community. Shem, it says, a Mamzer may not marry into Kahal Hashem, meaning to a regular Jewish person. Mamzer Vadi Aser, which means the Pasuk implies, according to the Rambam, a definite Mamzer forbidden, Lava Bakal, Lay Suffolk. But to Suffolk, it's permitted. That's Matayda. In order to uh, improve Jewish lineage, but also they forbade the Suffolk Mamzer also to come back to the Jewish people. Therefore, Mamzer is valid, a definite female Mamzer. Motelisa Mamzer is valid, Mamzer Adoyes. Sorry, I missed it over here. I'm sorry? Yeah, so for example, a definite mamzer can marry a definite mamzer. A but a doubtful mamzer, or a child who we don't know who the father is, or a child who comes in from the marketplace, we, we, we found him abandoned, we don't know who the mother or the father is, and all these, that means he's a Suffolk mamzer. Also, Lisa is forbidden to marry a regular Jewish woman. For also, Lisa Mamzeres, he's also forbidden to marry a definite mamzer, because maybe he's not a mamzer. Even a doubtful mamzer, he's not allowed to marry. So a doubtful mamzer cannot marry a doubtful mamzeres. Maybe one of them is not a mamzer, but the other one is a mamzer. A rabbinic mamzer could marry another rabbinic mamzer or mamzeres. But again, if it's a suffix, they can't marry each other because one of them might not be a mamzer. Case of example. A child doesn't know who the father is. A child who's a from, who's collected from the marketplace. Abandoned, you know, abandoned child. Or a suffix mamzer. May not marry each other. If they do, they cannot stay married. They must divorce. With a get. If they do father a child, the child is a doubtful mamzer like his parent. These no, we said not. Which one? Yeah, we said, and, and That's exactly what we're saying. We said earlier, a child who's found abandoned in the marketplace. It's collected. No, that's a shtuki. That's a shtuki. These doubtful people, who we don't, it's a suffix if they're moms or not, there's no way to, they can't marry anybody. Again, the only thing they can do is marry a girl.
Because a ger can marry a Jewish person or a mamzer. Okay. And again, the child goes after that blemish. He's also suffering mamzer. Kids of example of Dalit. A shtuki or a sufi who marries a convert or a freed slave, which is like a convert, convertess. Or a male convert that marries a female shtuki or sufi. The child is considered a shtuki or sufi. The same status of doubt. Uh, as the parent. We don't know exactly what his lineage is, if he's a kosher Jew or a mamzer. Now, what exactly, how do we determine if the child who's collected from the marketplace is kosher or not? Usually we have a doubt and we say he's not kosher. But we'll see there's certain markers that help us make a decision. A child who's gathered in the marketplace, an abandoned child, who's in a city that has goyim, Regardless whether the majority was eaten or goyim, but there are goyim living there, we consider him to be a doubtful Jew. He may be a goyim, maybe a Jew. And therefore, we're supposed to be a guy or him. If we don't, but if you give someone Kiddushin, she's a get from a Suffolk. Because again, she may, he may be Jewish and she, may, she might be married now. Or he might be a goyim. What is an Asufi? A child who is abandoned and we collect him from the marketplace. Misha Aroga is someone who kills this person who's gathered in the marketplace. He's not Chayim Misa. Because the din is if a Yid kills the guy, the Yid is not convicted of the death penalty. It's Chayim Malchus only. Therefore, you can't kill him for if he murders this person, maybe the person is not Jewish. Chavav. Now, if the Bezin entitles him to be a Jew, this child, we don't know who he is, we title him, we give him to a Jewish orphanage, like we're supposed to. Oh, he tells himself. Uh, in front of Bezim, he gets older on his own. Then we consider him to be a standard uh, Sufi uh, who's, who's collecting from a Jewish marketplace. Because maybe. He's going to opt out by his bar mitzvah? That's a whole other question over here, but again, this child could. No, not, because he might be Jewish. He might be Jewish. Right. And, and, uh, so he goes back to Suffolk. Yeah, so the, back to Suffolk status. He may be a, may be a mamzer. Only if he opts out. May be a, may be a, he may be a mamzer. He may be a kosher Jew. He may be a gay. Here's three possibilities. And if the majority of the city was Goyim, we can be sent the Reif to feed him. Again, we have to be worried he might be a Yid, but we're allowed to feed him non-kosher food. Uh, again, we're talking about a case where he's not, he hasn't been converted. Um, so you can't, so if you have to be he might be a Yid, but as far as the idea of feeding him non-kosher food, that you can go with the Reif. The majority of the city was Jewish people. Then again, not only do you obviously can't feed non kosher food, but even monetary Allah has to be worried he's a Jewish person, you must return his lost object. If the population is 50 50, you have 100 Jews, 100 Goyim. You have a mitzvah to sustain him to the level as if he's a fellow Jew. You can be Mechal Shabbos to uncover an avalanche to save him because he might be Jewish. When it comes to damaged properties, for example, if his cow gores your cow, then you say, Prove to me you're Jewish and I'll pay you the money. If you're a guy, I don't have to pay you. The halach is if a guy is a person's cow, or is a Jewish person's cow, that he's not machuiv to pay. And therefore, prove me you're Jewish and I'll pay you. Chav zayin. Someone tells you that's anti-Semitic, that's, that's Jewish racism against Goyim. Tell them that if a, if a cow that belongs to the Mishnah gores your cow, you also have to pay. So it's a special deal. All right, Chav zayin. Yerah it seems to me, which means it's not clear in the Gemara, it's Ramam's evaluation. Any Medina district or state that has a non-Jewish woman or maidservant who is able to give birth in theory, since the child that we find over there, the abandoned child, we're doubtful if he's a goy or a slave or if he's a kosher Jew, when we permit him to marry a woman who converted, as we said, 
we say that the halach, we, we let him marry this woman, but because we don't know if he's really Jewish, again, the case over here is that we, we, we were not Megayer him. So he's allowed to marry a, a he's allowed to marry a, not a, a, a uh, we said a Sufi is a Suffolk, and we go after the, we, and therefore he's allowed to marry, a, a Sufi is allowed to marry a, um, a, con, a female convert. Even though there's a chance he might be a guy. Um, the halach is we, 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 we permit him to marry a female convert. So the, but then, she is a doubtful married woman. Because if he's a guy, the marriage is obviously a void. A guy can't marry a Jew. It's impossible. Ba'al left. Someone has relations with this married woman. Partly, we cannot kill him. She ain't hurting us herself. You, can, you can't kill someone out of doubt. So therefore, even though we said he's allowed, we let this abandoned child, because he's, uh, we, we, we don't know if he's a mamas or a kosher, we let, him, we let him marry a woman who is a convert because of the possibility that exists. Technically speaking, he's a guy, even though the majority of the city is Jewish, because he might be a guy. We cannot execute his, him or, or his wife or the person who has relations with his wife out of doubt. It seems to me, a shtuki someone who does not know who the father is, who marries a woman. Again, we said he can marry any woman who, um, let's say, for example, a Gyaris. He marries a woman. Yeah, who in theory could be an Arab with him. Again, she is a doubtful if she's a married woman. She ain't Kedushin Tevsim Barayas because the halach is if a brother, for example, gives Kedushin to his sister or his mother, the Kedushin has no impact. And therefore, when this person who we, this this, this Shtuki, for example, meaning there's a, a single girl, we ask who the father is. And she says he's kosher. We say he's a kosher Jew. So he can marry another kosher Jew. But if he marries somebody who theoretically could be his sister, right? He gets older. Who's his father? No one knows. He marries a Jewish woman. Technically, maybe his father-in-law is his father. Maybe his father was the one who was his mother. We don't know. And therefore, if he marries this woman, then she goes to somebody else, prove a thousand percent beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's not his brother who she married. And she's, and she's not a married woman now. I mean, it, sorry, sorry. Prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the person, the man she's married to, is not her brother, and therefore she's mukodeshes. You can't prove it. You don't know the way. And therefore, you can't kill them based. You can't execute them based on ish. Now, uh, why do you let them get married in the first place? If it might be brother and sister, good. So, in theory, they can't marry anybody in the world. We'll, we'll see in a second how, why the Rambam says so. Chavches Who is a woman who we say that theoretically? They are they're, they're everyone with the other, and the whole marriage is, is really a joke. Called Isha Shahaya Avia Yachia Kayam Any woman who he wants to marry, whose father was alive when he was born on planet Earth, could technically could theoretically be his father. Right? Therefore, any woman he marries could be a sister in theory, possibly, uh, uh, theoretically. Any woman who was divorced or widowed at the time as well. Uh, so any woman who was anyone whose father was alive when he was when he was when he was conceived, excuse me, not born. Any woman whose father was alive when he was conceived, and any woman who is un- unmarried when he was conceived, that woman could be his sister as well, because maybe his father um, also fathered her. Why does he say divorced or widow, not single? I don't know. Chavtes. Now, if this is the case, why don't we say the chayra, 
I should, we should say the, the other conclusion is, is that any woman whose father was alive when he was conceived is, is possibly to be a sister. He can't marry her. Says, um, no. Why do do I say that we don't say that he may not marry anybody who theoretically could be his his, his sister? Why? Because the Gemara says, if a kosher woman, and we ask the mother, who is the father, if she says that he's a kosher husband, he's not forbidden on any woman who might be in ever with him. We say, the mother says, listen, I'm a single girl, I messed around, I'm telling the father is a kosher Jew. He could marry whoever he wants, that's the din. But that's, that's from the first of all, we see from the Gemara. If we see from the Chumash as well, it says, says, don't, the, the terrorist says, don't profane your daughter to marry her, to let her uh, sleep around. If you let your daughter uh, live with multiple people, you prostitute her out to make money off her. I'll say, it's going to be a korban. People are going to marry their siblings. Now, if you would argue that the halacha should be, or that the halacha is, she call me any day of Anybody who's not absolutely certain who the father is, also may not marry any woman who theoretically could be their sister. This wouldn't be a problem. The problem of people marrying their sister wouldn't happen. If you marry your daughter out, if you prostitute her out to make money off her, make sure that those kids don't marry anybody whose father was alive when she was doing this. We don't say that, obviously. The fact that's what the terrorist concern is that, uh, yeah, that you don't you don't go to, so far as to say that she may not marry anybody who's alive at the time she he was conceived. You don't assume people are also on each other, makes them arayas out of a suffolk. Unless we know for, for, conclusively that this is an erva, such as a sister, a woman who may not, a, a, a forbidden relation, like a sister, for example, or, or that matter, any chi of karis, but, but in this case, uh, a sister. If you say this, if that be the case, all the orphans in the world who don't know who their fathers are, they could never get married. And we know that's not the halacha, so we have a tradition that that's not the din. So therefore, he, he, uh, we don't say that he can't marry anybody who theoretically could be a sister. We say he could marry her, and if she uh, is unfaithful, we don't execute her, because theoretically, maybe she's not really married to this person because her brother and sister. A child who's found on the road. Abandoned. One guy shows up and he says, He's my child, I gave him up, now I want him back. The point is that I gave him up and, 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 and that he's kosher. Now when he's believed. The mothers believe those also. However, once the child has been collected and established as an Asufi, and then the father and mother come and they say, But who is our child? Anyone did not believe. Once we gather him, you know, we collect him and put the uh, Sufi tag on him, so to speak, that doesn't go back. However, if it's a year of famine, then they are believed. Just like before he was collected, they're believed, they're believed after he's collected because it was because of a famine that they gave him up. They want other people to feed him. That's why they waited until he was gathered in, given a bottle, and then they come forth and they say that he's ours. If we find that child was abandoned, he's circumcised. He's been salted, or he's been, he's been given makeup, or different things that were done to kids back then to improve their health and status. Like nowadays, you would say he's given uh, whatever they give over in the hospital. He has... Um, Sorry, Huchtal meant he's bundled appropriately. Him? 
Yeah, exactly. He's been given the makeup or, or, or any kind of amulet, like a Shemal's card. Yeah, or he's found, for that matter, in a tree, in a type of uh, surrounded tree that's like a, it's like a very bushy. That an animal cannot easily go there. It's close to the city. He's found in a shul, which is near the public domain. Exactly. A strategic place where the child's protected and hopefully found and cared for. Uh, or near the Shishrabim, and Kamashim Masufi, we don't say he's on a Sufi. We consider him a kosher Jew. Since the parents are obviously trying to protect him not to die, we assume he's kosher. Because if he's a mamzer, if he's found abandoned in a way that's not safe, even on the tree, or in a shul, which is considered a public place, not not near a shulabim, or dangerous place, it's an abandoned place, so it's like a shul in the outskirts of the city. He's found hanging from a tree in a cradle, let's say, but where a wild animal can reach him, he's called an asufi, a suffolk mamzer, because maybe they weren't careful to protect him. Because he's a mamzer, and they don't want him to not so interested. Exactly, love and base. The mother's chaylema. The midwife is believed to say, "Zeh ben koyin who a levi a nasin mamzer." This child is a koyin levi, a nasin or a mamzer. Beish al yuchzak because no status yet. We don't know the status of the child, so she's believed. Medvamu when we believe the midwife, kish yuchzak on amonus vayira le adam when she has been established as believable and nobody ever protested her status or her believability. Av, however, im ira le afilu echad v'amay for one person protests against what she's saying now and says either she's lying and the she's not believed but the child is considered to be kosher but he has no status as a so in other words she's believed that no one else is contradicting her if someone contradicts her we will leave them over her Dover butter. It is a obvious thing. Shashtuki osalis that it's two children who don't know who the father is cannot marry each other. Basufi osbasufi two children who are gathered from the you know abandoned marketplace may not marry each other. The patient's fake because again they are suffolk kosher suffolk mamzer and they cannot marry each other because one maybe one's a kosher Jew maybe one's a mamzer and they're suffolk siblings too. Exactly. That's not. But to that we're not chayish what we said. Ah right. but a mamzer vaday. Or a nos in that nation that are converts from Yeshua Benun's times, they can marry each other. A shtuki, a child who knows the mother, doesn't know the father. And a sufi who doesn't know whose parents are, they cannot marry each other, but could they could marry uh, Ger, and, or, or the nations of Gerim called Nesinim. Again, the child is the same suffix. Is he a, a ch- descendant of Gerim, or he is a mamzer? He is a suffix. Oh, yeah. uh, that nation, Nesinim of the nation, Yeshua Benun. Um, converted. They came to Yeshua Ben Nun in, 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 in the, when he conquered Israel. They pretend to be from far away. They're called Yevonim. Uh-huh. And they fooled him, and they're, they're a nation of converts. The Gibbonites. The Gibbonites.